Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash am I the butthole, where OP walks in on her sister passionately hugging her boyfriend. Am I the butthole for not accepting my sister's relationship with my ex, despite her having cancer as a teenager? When my father was 25, he married my stepsister's mother, who was 23, when I was four and she was three. We've lived together most of our lives, and we're family. She and I are extremely close. My stepsister developed cancer when she was 14, and she was sick for about two years. She's since made a full recovery. During that time, my parents became understandably overprotective. They also asked a lot from me. I quit my extracurricular so I could get a job and use the money to drive her to appointments and to help pay her medical bills. I never got to go to dances, and any fun activities I did go to had to include her. I did almost all of this willingly. The exception was when I had to quit my high school volleyball team. I did throw a bit of a tantrum about that, but I was swiftly punished. And I think that me having one emotional breakdown was pretty chill given the circumstances. Anyhow, I go to college and meet my ex, Ben, when I'm a junior. We fall in love, blah, blah, blah. He and I move in together when we graduate, so we've been living together for about three years. We were serious until July, when I walked into my bedroom and saw him passionately hugging my sister. I broke it off, tears were shed, he moved out, etc. My sister apologized at first, but then backed off. I thought that she was giving me space, but last week she called and asked if we could meet up. She told me that she and Ben were in love, and they were just telling me as a courtesy before they started posting photos online. Distraught, I left her in the restaurant by herself and didn't pay my portion of the bill. She later Venmoed me, asking me for the money. She told my parents, who then called me to their house, telling me how disappointed in me they are for not supporting my sister's relationship with Ben. They brought up the fact that, because she had cancer as a teenager, she never learned proper social etiquette and has a hard time meeting people. I do not buy this, in part because I've seen her socialize just fine. And since we spent a good chunk of the time that she was sick together, that would also mean that I should have bad social skills as well, by that logic. They then told me that, if I don't accept my sister and Ben's relationship, they may have to go no contact with me. I reminded them that I'm also their daughter, and they should understand my point of view, but they're adamant that this is about me being jealous of her. For the record, I'm not jealous of her. I'm not upset that Ben picked her over me. I'm sad about the end of their relationship, and I do feel betrayed, but Lord knows that I do not want to be with a cheater. What I'm upset about is the fact that my sister chose Ben over me. That she slept with Ben knowing that he and I were in a long-term committed relationship and continues to be with him knowing how much it hurts me. Now, no one in my immediate family is talking to me and I'm getting messages from aunts, uncles, and cousins telling me that I'm a butthole and a selfish B-word. And then, down in the comments, OP posted an update. Sometimes you can only laugh. I just got off my phone with my young cousin who saw this post and said that he could explain a few things. I asked him why he was on Reddit instead of school, and he asked me why I was on Reddit instead of work, and I said touche. He told me that after my conversation with my mom, she went to his house and talked to my aunt, and here's the deal. It turns out that my sister is not only in a relationship with Ben, but she's also four months pregnant. Which means that she and Ben were cheating on me for longer than I'd even guessed. Apparently, my parents are so adamant that I forgive her because I'm already ruining their experience of their first grandchild. That's right, 
I'm less important than my stepmom posting ultrasounds to Facebook. This is where we're at. Anyhow, I called out of work sick the rest of the day, and I'm going to drink a lot of alcohol. Like, a lot of alcohol. And then start thinking about what the F I'm going to do. Okay, OP. God. This feels like one of those stories where it's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So let's take this piece by piece because there's so much, so many awful things going on in this post. I, oh, geez. Okay. So first, we'll start with your sister. Your sister has been sneaking around behind your back, sleeping with your boyfriend for at least four months, four months minimum. This is after you helped pay for her medical bills, after you drove her around to appointments, after you included her in your social life and friend circle so that she could have the experience of being a teenager despite having cancer. And after doing all these things, after all these sacrifices that you made for your sister, she betrays you by sleeping with your boyfriend. And yeah, she did have cancer, but having cancer doesn't give you a free pass to just be a douche and do terrible things to the people who care about you. It, it just doesn't. I, I mean, maybe I can give her a little bit of leniency because her being a spoiled, entitled brat isn't exactly her fault. It's her parents' fault. So for that, I think I have to give her four out of five buttholes because she's still being an awful human being. Then you've got your boyfriend who has been cheating on you again for at least four months with at least one girl. I mean, we've already established that he's a cheater. So who, who knows how many other people that he's cheated on you with, OP? It could be dozens of girls for all we know. I'm speculating, of course. I'm speculating. I don't really know this information. But we know that he's a cheater of four plus months with at least one girl. And the fact that he got your own sister pregnant and still kept sleeping with you, OP, is just utterly disgusting. Awful human being. It is extremely trashy. I'm giving this guy also four out of five buttholes. However, OP, the real villains in this story are your parents. They neglected you as a child. They showed clear favoritism towards one of their kids. They forced you, a child, a minor presumably, to go work to pay their medical bills, essentially. And then when you're an adult and you're the one who's betrayed, you're the one who's been cheated on, they're going to say that they're going to disown you, that they're going to go no contact with you, their own child, just because, what, they want to protect their precious little golden child angel? No, that is absolutely disgusting. I think your parents are honestly repulsive human beings, OP. It's, it's, it's unforgivable. That's the word that I'm looking for in this situation. It's unforgivable to force one child to care for another child. And then after you neglect that child throughout most of her childhood... You're going to disown her just because you want to protect your golden child? It, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, unforgivable behavior, and I'm giving both your parents five out of five buttholes each. OP, you, on the other hand, get an absolutely pristine, perfect zero out of five buttholes. Everything that I've seen here is just you being a really caring and considerate girlfriend, daughter, sister, just across the board, you've done the right things. Like, let's take a step back and actually address the things that you did that could even remotely be considered bad. One, you got upset that you had to get kicked out of the uh, volleyball team. Okay, like fine, it's reasonable to be upset about that. Two, you got upset when you found out that your boyfriend was cheating on you with your own sister. And you didn't clarify what the timeline was between like when you found out and when your sister talked to you, but this was like a fresh wound. We're talking a still bleeding wound in your heart because you just found out that you've been double betrayed by your boyfriend and your family. And you 
broke up with them and had some time on your own. And then you walked out on a bill like that's that was the result of you being so betrayed is you're like, oh, my God, I can't handle this. I'm going to go step outside and I'm not going to pay for my hamburger. So about 20 bucks. <laughs> a $20 dine and dash is the extent of how unsupportive you've been so far. Your sister, your parents, and your ex-boyfriend, they literally didn't give you any time at all to just grieve, to just process what happened to you. They went straight from you walking in on your boyfriend passionately hugging your sister to them being like, okay, well, now Ben's a part of the family, and by the way, your sister's pregnant. So anyways, dear sister, would you like to be my maid of honor in the upcoming wedding? It's like, geez, God, slow down. Give me some time to process these emotions, to process the double betrayal, the loss of this guy that I've been living with for three years, the fact that my parents are saying they want to disown me. Like, pump the brakes, and you're not even going to give me the, the grace to buy me lunch as you screw me? I mean, most people, if they're going to go get f someone at least buys them lunch beforehand, right? Oh man, I'm getting flustered just because, because my daughter has made me soft. And now stories of family betraying their daughters and their sons, it stabs me in my heart. It hurts to the core to read these stories. And it makes me flustered, man. I can't handle it anymore. Just the idea of, of telling my daughter to her face, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Oh man, I get emotional just saying this hypothetical. To tell my daughter, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You're not my daughter. I never want to see you again. That's what would she have to do? murder babies get an ak-47 and go into a mall and like with would that make me say i'll never want to talk to her anymore like I, it would have to be something extreme but these people are like oh you wouldn't accept that your boyfriend slept with your sister well i'm never gonna talk to you again it's just i don't know i think i gotta <laughs> i think i gotta wrap this story up because it's getting me frustrated and flustered and i think you guys will agree in the comments that OP's family in this story is just an absolutely disgusting, unforgivable, five out of five butthole family. And they can all rot in hell, essentially, for all I care. Am I the butthole for causing my husband to miss his trip by not packing his bag despite him repeatedly asking me? My husband travels for work every few months. He's irresponsible with his time, and he counts on others to do stuff for him using the I'm tired excuse. He's the breadwinner, by the way. He had a business trip, and the day of the trip, he saw me carrying the laundry basket and said, Hey, can you pack my bag? I asked why he didn't do it the night before, and he said that he was up all night playing Fortnite. I asked why he can't pack it now, and he replied, I gotta go catch up with the boys before I leave the country. I said no, and that he should do it himself. He asked why not, and I told him that I had to do the laundry, cook for the kids, help them with homework, wash the rugs, clean the messy bathroom, clean the playroom, and then work on my garden project. He just stood there with his eyebrows raised as I went on. I suggested that he stays home, packs his own bag, and helps around the house until it was time for his trip. He did not like my suggestion, and complained about missing the boys and wanting to see them one last time and say goodbye before he leaves. He begged me, but I said no. He then suddenly went inside the bedroom. I thought to pack up his bags, but then he grabbed his phone, keys, and jacket and rushed out. I just went about my day. It was 5 o'clock, and he still hadn't returned yet. I was concerned because he had so little time, and he still hadn't packed yet. He returned home at 6, walked into the bedroom, and started panicking, asking why his bag wasn't packed and ready yet. I told him he should ask himself, since he had stayed gone for hours. 
He said that he was counting on me to pack his bag, and even sent me a text hoping I would eventually do it. I never saw that text, and even if I did, I never agreed to do it, so he shouldn't have just assumed that I was going to pack his bag for him. He got upset and started packing. His stuff was all over the place, and he couldn't even find his papers. He finally finished packing and left. I then got an angry phone call from him asking if I was happy. I said, why? What happened? And he said that he missed his flight just like you wanted. He came home and lost it, saying that I cost him his business trip, which was supposed to earn him money, and that I made him look unreliable and unprofessional. He said that I compromised his work after I refused to do him a small favor and pack his stupid bag. I responded that he shouldn't have gone to hang out with his buddies for literally hours before his flight, but he said that he thought that I was intentionally not packing his bags just to spite him so that he would have to sit home with me. I was shocked. No words, just shocked Pikachu face. He called his friend saying that his trip didn't happen thanks to his wife and then he asked his friend where they were going to meet up for dinner. He told me, I have no trip, which means I'll be home for the next couple of weeks. Isn't that what you wanted? Great, now we'll both stay home and wallow in misery. God bless. And then he walked out. Am I the butthole? He said that I caused him issues at work. Should I have just packed his bag anyway? Also, people asked OP, why couldn't he just catch the next flight? And apparently, because he missed the flight that the company paid for, he was required to pay for the next flight or just not go. He refused to pay, saying that it wasn't his fault anyway, so he decided not to go. Okay, before I get into the nuances of this relationship, I've just got to say how stupid it is if you've got a very important flight that your job is literally depending on, then why on earth are you waiting until the last possible moment to go to the, to go to the airport? It doesn't make any sense to me. When I go to the airport, I make sure that I am like literally in the airport waiting on my flight at least one hour before it takes off. Ideally two. I mean, it's a bit overkill, but have, have you ever missed a flight? It sucks. It's awful. That's a lesson that I had to learn one time and one time only, and I will never miss a flight again. I would way prefer sitting in some air-conditioned airport lobby scrolling TikToks for an hour or two than spending thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars replacing a flight, waiting an extra day, missing part of whatever it was that I was flying to go see. It's just, it's a huge headache. It's stressful. It wastes your time. It wastes your money. So just show up early. That way, if you've got some kind of issue, like you haven't packed your bags, you've got enough of a time cushion that you can still make your make the flight, make the gate on time. And, like, I'm not even one of those crazy organized people who's always scheduled and uses Excel spreadsheets and all those weirdos who like to time out their days minute by minute. I'm the opposite. I'm chaotic and sloppy and I'm very last minute. But with flights, no, I am not last minute because missing a flight sucks. And your husband didn't follow the golden rule. Always show up to the airport one hour early. I guess he was planning to just show up and wait like 10 minutes. Because how long does it take to pack a bag, realistically? You throw in some shirts, you throw in some pants, underwear, socks. If I were in a hurry, if I were really, really in a rush, I could pack my bag in like under five minutes, easily. Like, you don't even need, like, the thing is, you don't even need a bag, realistically. If you really, really need to make a flight, if your flight is super important, then all you need is your, like, wallet, phone, your ID, and then you can buy clothes there. 
fly to your destination just wearing what you're wearing and then buy clothes there just long enough to hold you over the, the business trip and then bring the clothes back. And then you, you know, come back with a new business suit or whatever. It's expensive. It's probably less expensive than losing the money that you would have gained from that trip, right? Okay, that's just like basic time management and logic skills. If you have a job that requires you to fly to a location, then that's your responsibility. It's your job. Part of your job is showing up, getting on the plane, flying to the place, and then doing your job. You can't blame that on other people and be like, oh, well, my wife didn't pack my bag. Dude, it's your job to pack your bag. Why didn't you pack it the night before? Like, so what if you played Fortnite? Just spend the five or 10 minutes it takes to pack your bag. What is with this dude? Okay, now, now that we've established how dumb this guy is, how illogical this guy is, we can finally move on to the relationship part of it. And the relationship part of it is also pretty cut and dry. You have a job too. You take care of the kids. You take care of the house. You have a huge list of chores to do. And he said, hey, can you do this thing? And you said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he just somehow, when you say no in his head, that comes out as, yes, I'll do it, sweetie. Don't you worry. Even though you repeatedly, multiple times, I think three, no, two times you said no. And then one time in text, you didn't respond, which is an implied no. So no, no, probably no to him equals Yes, sweetie. Of course, sweetie. I love you so much. Even though you're spending your last moments in this country hanging out with your friends instead of me and your own children, which is a little bit insulting, by the way, I love you so much that I will pack your bag. This guy's clueless. Obviously, if I were leaving the country for who knows how long, weeks, months, I would also like to see my friends and extended family before I go. But don't do it the day of, the day of your departure. Spend the day of your departure kissing your wife goodbye, kissing your children goodbye, saying, daddy's going to be back soon, not yelling at your wife for not packing your bag. So this guy's just totally dumb across the board, completely clueless. He's not a good husband. He's not a good father. He's not a good employee. He's not a good airport traveler. I think we can all agree on that one, right? So OP, I'm giving you zero out of five buttholes. I'm giving your husband let's say three out of five buttholes, it sounds like he's got his head really far stuck up his own ass. <laughs> also, I would love to hear his conversation with his boss. So, OP, why'd you miss that flight? Well, um, my bag wasn't packed because I was playing Fortnite with my homies and my mommy, uh, I mean my wife, didn't pack my bags even though I asked her to. So, I mean, I can't fly in my underwear, so I guess I just didn't go. That was r slash am I the butthole. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.